step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin' Joe cast. The only show where points your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack up another BB and throw some shrimp on the barbie. Welcome to Australia! It's sexy time. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Keller Wilbar. I'm Joel. And joining us is J-Rob. Hey, J-Rob. How's it going? All right, mate. You haven't chopped any thumbs off? <laughs> Not yet, no, no fortunately. Right. Yeah. Your own or someone else's. It is, <laughs> it is uh, an option. That is true. I'll have to go for somebody else's when that day comes. Oh, yeah. Your coworker's going to have a hard time, you know, getting across from one place to the other if his car breaks down. <laughs> sure will. I'm just saying. Yep. You know. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. Yep. Anyway, oh. as for people that don't know, you may have heard on last week's show, uh, one of my coworkers chopped his thumb off at home after work on a Friday. And I wasn't sure if he just cut it or chopped it right off, but yeah, he has chopped it right off, above the knuckle, just above the knuckle. And he showed up to work on Monday to deal some deal with some stuff with the boss about being off and whatnot, and he come down on the factory floor, and I I saw him, and I, I just gave him the thumbs up, Neil, but one of the thumbs was down, so I was being cruel, so I got told. Uh it's going to make manicures slightly easier. Yep. Like, he'll get like two bucks off, whatever they cost. I was going to say, get a discount, one less now exactly <laughs> so. <laughs> oh i feel bad because that would suck i mean seriously like uh, that would literally be a giant suck but at the same time you can't help but laugh no, at it i mean no, i've been laughing at it all week except for the fact that's made my job harder because i've had to do his work plus my work plus be the foreman and yeah so i've had a hectic week thanks to neil so if you're the red foreman, when he comes in, he can be like, nice job, dumbass. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. All right. Oh. You supposedly had a story to tell us, didn't you, J-Rob? We've been waiting for weeks to hear. Oh, God. Yeah. Nothing super funny as far as stories go. Just, Just a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> We like dumb shit. That's what the show's about. Not even well, funny dumb shit. Just like, yeah. Did you lose it like a big shit. toe or something? No, 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 no. I still got all my piggies. That's all good. So what's happened? It's it's just been a fucky few months. Uh, yeah, all sorts of weird shit at work. Uh, yeah, just trying to forget 2014. <laughs> wow that's yeah. not good yeah it was mm. a pretty shit year had a lot of had a lot of medical and home shit pop up fucking work shit all over the place it, it was just a trifecta of suck 
So New Year, Man, you're things are getting a little to... better. Yeah. You're going to lose your hair over that if you stress out too much. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing left to lose is pubes. Whoa. Well, some people like that, you know? Some people like yeah. that. Make me a little more aerodynamic. That might not be a bad thing. Well, and you've got plenty on your face, or at least in your pictures. I don't know if you still got the the beard. Oh, still do. Yeah, that's that's never going away. Ever? Ever. Unless I like get fucking cancer or something, I guess. But yeah. Whoa. Well <laughs> that got dark quick. Excuse. All right, moving on. As <laughs> <laughs> I like, get some terminal disease and I'm dying and yeah. suffering in pain. <laughs> see, mine mine I've had now since let's see, I first grew it out in like junior year of high school, I grew out a goatee because it was the 90s. And it just, I I always looked so weird when I shaved that I got tired of looking like I was 12 and just a complete idiot. So I kept growing it back and it eventually became just a permanent fixture. Well, I think in the past, it's going to be at least a decade now since I've shaved it all off. And I made a promise because... My daughter, Juliana, she's always asking, she's like, you know, why don't you ever shave this? And she'll point out whatever part is bearded at that point because it's either a goatee or it's a full beard. And she's like, when are you going to ever shave that off? Or when are you going to shave your mustache off? Or when are you going to shave, you know, this, the whole thing off? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I just, I don't like the way it looks. I said, I'll make you a promise. I said, for your high school graduation, you graduate high school, I'll shave it all off for your graduation ceremony. Oh, damn. So that's, that's the plan. And, uh. She will. She just turned twelve, so we're looking at a few more years still. But unless something yeah. else happens, like I get cancer, you know, and then it'll fall off naturally, I guess, or unnaturally. Yeah, I had to take it back yeah, to the dark I last place shaved to pass mine off. <laughs> I last shaved mine in shit. I think it was '09, and uh, alcohol was involved in that one. <laughs> my wife had her, my wife had some friends over. And uh, they were all dying. They were all dying each other's hair, like fucking, not just like red, but like bright whore red. It was atrocious. <laughs> and I had come home from the bar, uh, saw them going at it, dying, dying everything. Oh, no, no, not that going at it. That that would have been a oh. completely different story. But <laughs> but no, I was drunk and I was like, hey, uh, you think you could dye this? Just motioning around my face to my beard and like, yeah, let's do that. Worst fucking idea ever. Do all the, they do all the prep. They put the shit in, uh, let it sit, shower. After the shower, get out. I look, it's just one big streak down the left and a bunch of splotches of prostitute red. Is that that's that's the color name now? I don't know what it is, but prostitute red. So I started freaking out. The pretty woman, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I start freaking out. And finally I just decided, you know what? Fuck it, it's near the holidays. I'm just going to bleach it and do the whole Santa thing. Cool. Yeah, that, that's when I found out that I have a bad reaction to bleaching product, too. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get out the jar of fudge. <laughs> That's the only way to finish that right. <laughs> oh man! So, the other is there any pictures of any of this? No, this was this all happened in the span of a couple of hours. <laughs> oh jeez! 
Yeah. So what happened after you bleached it? Uh, My skin started, like, breaking out and shit. And, um, yeah, after that, I was like, you know what? I got to shave this off. And uh, that was a very painful shave because my skin was practically on fire at the time. Yeah. It's like a scene out of cabin fever. Oh, man. Pretty much. I'm making my skin crawl. (laughs) So then you shave it off and then you've got like this face is just full of like pain. Yeah, pretty much. I have to imagine. Uh, Plus you're cold. It it took. Yes. (laughs) That took a while to clear up. Damn. That's what you get for messing with hookers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Or the color. (laughs) You got the herpes now. I I mean, every time I shave, like I shaved this morning, and every time I shave clean, I get get cold, like immediately. Like even if it's just like a a quarter inch of of hair that's barely there anywhere on the top and a little thicker in the back, it's still, it just, I feel like all of a sudden, like I shave my entire face for the very first time and I freeze all day long. It's terrible. Yeah. And that one was kind of a reality check, too, because I looked at my face after I was like, oh, fuck, I don't remember that chin being there before. <laughs> yep. Uh, you got squatters. <laughs> now, Kill is a different story. I've seen him both ways several times. I don't know where you're at now. but uh, I'm clean shaven. I shave Friday. Uh thought I would uh, get the creepy man look off me because I was going swimming and I didn't want to look like a, a creepy man at the pool but yeah I seem to cut myself every time I shave and on Friday I um, cut myself and I bled all the way to the pool for about an hour it was still bleeding and that's not creepy? And yeah well it, it, <laughs> it cleaned up just as I got to the pool thank god but yeah it would have looked weird hopping in the water and there's all this blood trail would have attracted all the sharks I think they frown on that dun, 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 yeah yeah. Wait, this wasn't a public pool? This yeah, was like it's a the public ocean? it's no it's a public pool. That was just a joke. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, the Sydney Olympic pool. Is that near the bridge? No, it's uh at Homebush. It's halfway between it's probably the centre of Sydney, the greater Sydney area. It's where the Sydney Olympics was held, Joel. That's egotistical. That's why it's called yeah. Olympic Park and the Sydney Olympic Pool and Sydney Olympic Stadium. So So how would your facial hair made you creepy then? Did you have like a uh, giant molestache or something? No, it was just a bit long. It just looked rough and rugged. It wasn't like tidy or anything. And it was getting to that point where it was just looking a bit creepy. To me, it looked creepy. So I decided to have a shave and try to bleed to death. But, but see, you've got a full head of hair on top. So yes, that's a, a little different. I do. Exactly. Yeah. It's gray, but it's there. You could have been the hero at the pool, though, and scared all the fucking sharks away with the uh, with the beard. No, well, I was a bit. I was far from a hero at one stage. Um, I made a little girl cry. What? I splashed her. She splashed. Graham. She splashed Donna, and my instant reaction was just to give her a splash back. This kid would have been about five, six, or seven. I'm not sure. Oh and then I just went, oh, you know, you're in the pool, you get splashed. And then she started crying, and Donna's telling me. She's crying. She's crying. She goes, go apologize. I said, no, I'm not. But then I passed her after. I said, I'm sorry about that. I was silly. And she goes, that's all right. But yes. Was it just a splash, though, or was it followed up with, fuck off, you cunt? No, it was just a splash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, These kids need to... The, the <laughs> yeah. These kids need to toughen up. 
Well, right, they're in Australia. I mean, it's lucky you didn't have the facial hair because, you know, they might have thought you were trying to take her to the windowless van and mm. make off. Yeah, but I did feel bad afterwards, but I'd had a long week. I was in a bit of a mood, and uh, someone splashed my woman, I'm splashing them. So, I mean, as I did it, I realized it wasn't a big kid, it was a little kid. I'm like, oops, oh well. Shit happens. <laughs> but I, freaking kids, I'd like to know which one bruised me. One kid kicked me, and I got a nice bruise just above my hip. Oh. Yeah, I didn't oh. notice it till I was I was drying off after swimming. I'm going, what's this bruise from? And I go, oh, yeah, I remember one kid kicking me at one stage somewhere. That's an interesting thing that I that you you have made me think of here, and I don't know if this is true of everybody or or what, but I used to swim a lot. Like when I was a kid growing up, there was a, a pool just down the street from our house, about maybe like a mile, and we could walk there. Um, and we used to go during the summer quite a bit. Well, until I started getting fat and then I just didn't want to go anymore because it was uncomfortable. But earlier on, and I still love to swim. I just I don't feel comfortable in my own skin, so I don't do it a lot. But have you ever noticed when you're in the pool, if the bottom is like rugged and you cut your skin or if you hit yourself somewhere in the pool or someone kicks you or hits you, you can end up with bruises, cuts, scrapes, all yeah. kinds of stuff when you get out of the pool. And you don't feel them when you're in the pool. You don't notice yeah, it. Yeah, you don't notice it when you're in the pool because the water must be soothing. And Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the same, um, like, because my muscles were aching all week and I get in the pool and I'm, I'm swimming around. And I'm, oh, I feel great, you know. Then I get home. I'm more tired because I couldn't feel, you know, all the muscles I was using in the pool. But that's why you use, um, like, aquatherapy to recover from stuff, like when I broke my hip. I started going to the pool just to, you know, give my hip some exercise, you know, and uh, because it's less impact on you. But yeah, you find that in the pool. You don't feel anything till later. <coughs> mm. so. Well, I'm glad it's not just me because I can't remember, I mean, I, how many times I would get out of the pool and it was very like, you know, because they didn't want you to slip and fall. So there's all the little things sticking up at the bottom of the pool like it's, you know, spackled in reverse. And so I'd get out and I'd look down and my feet had these just cuts all across them. None of them were bleeding or anything, but they were, you know, like when you get, yeah. uh, like your a layer of skin gets cut up yeah. and it kind of lifts up and it's not quite deep enough to be bloody, but it still hurts when you get out. And it's, it was crazy. And I always thought that was weird, but uh, maybe something to do with the chemicals yeah, maybe. Yeah. or the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, but yeah. I miss swimming. That was always fun. Yeah, well, I've been going three weeks in a row on a Friday. It's a it's a good uh, soothing end of the week for me. Except for the all annoying kids. But you're skinny, so. Yeah, well. Well, that, you know how you said you didn't like going swimming because you, you, you're fat. I used to hate going swimming because I was really skinny. I've um, got a little bit of a gut on me now and I'm not, not as skinny, but... I was always uh, embarrassed to go swimming because I looked like a bloody Ethiopian. You've got like a distended belly? No. Well. <laughs> yeah, flies, flies? Flies around you? Yeah, I do. I have a problem with flies. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've got a bit of a pigeon chest. That, and before I um, fattened up and muscled up, I looked, you know, you could see my chest and it, it looked bad. And I was always... A little bit uh, embarrassed to go swimming. Didn't stop me though, but I just felt, um, what's the word when you think people are looking at you? You know, I felt 
Paranoid? Paranoid, but no. Uh, yeah, something like that. But I used to wear a T-shirt in the pool just to cover Me it too. up. Me too. Yeah. Now I don't. Just wear my, my boardies and that's it. My swimming trunks. That's, that's straying for shorts. Yep. Like yep. Bermuda shorts. I'm guessing on that one. What about you, J-Rob? I, I'll go with you on that one. <laughs> Wait, which one of us? <laughs> you, Joel. Shit. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Did you like to go swimming at some either. point? And it shifted, did, or did yeah. you just? I. That's. Like, the, the pools in town when I was growing up were just shit. Uh, used to do that every now and then, but always just hated it. it inevitably, some little kid would take a shit in there and it'd be done for the day. Uh, oh. oh, yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> but uh, eventually, I just kind of stopped doing it, and yeah, I did, didn't end up swimming again until I was in the military. Um, then it wasn't like fun, splashy, splashy, ha ha swimming. That was training. Jump in with a fucking pack and live. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, and then so you uh, sink. Yeah. Sink, well, if you if sink you pack swim. the shit right, yeah. If you pack the shit right, it actually helps you float a little bit better, but it's still a pain in the ass because you're not as mobile. But uh, that means you're doing since it then. Wrong. Yeah, but since then it's just like eh, fuck it. Well, okay, then what about diving? Not like literally necessary necessarily diving but like jumping off the high dive or a, uh, a, a diving board of any kind either diving's diving's always fun yeah never done it it's uh ever nope not off a, a high board or anything like that no well they probably don't let you up because they're afraid it's an insurance risk yeah but... well, at, yeah at the pool at Parramatta, they've got a big the high diving stuff but it's always closed so well and it's got stairs so I yeah mean, well i have well there's a place down the south coast called Jamboree, Rec- Jamboree Recreational Park where you control the action. That's it. And um, <laughs> they got this big big cliff jump. You can jump off, you know, what is it, six metres high. Sorry, the song got stuck in my head. It's always playing on TV at the moment. And you control the action. That's their tagline. <laughs> they got pools. They got those um, uh, bobsled things down those silver tracks and, you know, it's it's a very minor theme park, very small. But yeah, I've jumped off of the cliff dive thing there, but that was fun. You go under the water and you go in deep, and then you're waiting to come up. And you go, the water's going to be ending here, so it's going to stop. I'm going to make it up. So I've done that. But did you go to Black Bart's Cave afterwards? Nope. I went home straight after that because it was right at the end of the day. I'd already been riding the bobsleds and their little water slides and. See, I can't remember. I know at the pool they had they had a lower dive and then they had the high dive. And I jumped off the high dive a couple times. But that that moment when you hit the water and you go straight down and I would hit the bottom of the pool, you know, and my feet would hit the bottom and I would kind of, you know, you'd squat because you don't want to just go stiff-legged into the hit it and break something. So then I'd push myself off to go back up and it always seemed like for ever yeah, to what, get from the bottom yeah. to the top and that always freaked me out a little bit yeah that's what happened to me when i jumped off yeah. the thing at, at jamboree it's like it's taking forever to get up oh shit oh shit i'm gonna make it yeah so, 
wouldn't mind. It's kind of a scary thing, man. Yeah. Well, like, I was swimming at Parramatta Pool. For me, that's pool. always what made it fun, though. <laughs> yeah. I was swimming at Parramatta Pool the other week where they got the high dives in that pool, but I went down to the deep end of the pool and I wanted to see how far down I could go, you know, blow all the air out of your lungs and and then see how low you can go, deep you can go, and then come back up. And I'm coming back up and my, I'm screaming for air. I'm like, oh, shit, this might have been a good idea. But I made it. It was freaking me out there for a second, but I floated. Well, I like I like swimming on the deep end. Like I always enjoyed that part of the pool better than you know the shallower side where you can just kind of walk and kind of bounce and bounce it up and down right now on my chair. But you know, kind of bouncing up and down and going from one end to the other. But I, I like swimming there. But boys, yeah, I don't know that and and the diving boards always felt kind of slippery, and I just kept having this like. Is it Greg Luganus or mm-hmm. Mark Spitz? Who was it? Like Luganus, I think. Head. I think it was Greg Luganus. Yeah. 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 Prior, prior to Greg Luganus um, doing his thing, yeah, I said that wrong on purpose. I, um, yeah, I was always afraid I was going to slip and hit something. So that wasn't very often. Yeah. Yeah, I always liked the and deep breathing. Like J Rob did it, but he would like GI Joe combat gear on. <laughs> Off the diving board. Well, when I was younger, yeah. I went for swimming lessons. Mum got me swimming lessons. And at the end of the course, they get you to dress up, like wear proper clothes and swim 25 metres. So it's to teach you how to swim with clothes on in case you fall into the water. You know, it's a safety thing. And yep. geez, that was, a, that was a struggle just to get 25 metres in. Yeah, that shit gets the- soaked and it just slugs you down, yeah. I can't even, like... That would suck. I mean, especially considering shoes and all that stuff. I mean, damn. Yeah, because uh, well, it's good um, safety to teach, you know, especially because uh, there's a big swimming culture down here in Australia and uh, we do have a lot of uh, drowning deaths. And that's what I say, get your, get your child as young as possible, teach them how to swim, just teach them how to um, uh, float, basically, in the water, you know. So... Because so many kids fall into the pools and, you know, plenty of drownings. So every year there's always a campaign on on TV about, you know, looking after the, you know, children. Teach them how to swim. <coughs> I won't sing the song from that ad, don't worry. You should find <laughs> it online. You no, we control the action. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a porn site. Um, I wonder if I can learn to ride a bike underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should start with one of those um, trike bikes on the water. You know, the one with the big wheels. If... I'd I'd mess it up. <laughs> I'd get injured somehow. It's a trike bike. It, you don't have to learn balance. All you got to just sit in the seat and pedal the pedals, and it goes forward. Yeah, not for me. I think I'm going to start with uh, a spin class and go from there. <laughs> that's 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 the right reference, right? Mm, I suppose. J-Rap, you go to spin class, right? No. Nah, I don't, I don't do any class now. Pilates? I, I am not the type that is built anymore to work out. Wait. Especially oh. in a group setting. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck it, I like being a civilian again. I thought for a minute there you were just saying you were too old. I'm like, you're younger than we are, so that can't be oh, it. Oh, no. I, I got gotcha. you. 
I, I just got fucking fat and lazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it it happened. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's I'm I'm not. That's just the thing. Like, that's just the thing. You go to a you go to a pretty good gym. You get the walkthroughs like shit. I gotta find a ghetto piece of shit gym to start there, so I can be good enough, so I can look good enough to come to this fucking gym. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And it never materializes. Yeah, I, that's when you start doing stuff at home. Yeah. And that's that's been my focus for this year is just getting stuff done at home. Uh, trying to get myself to like running again. I hated running before enlisting. Was forced to like it. Liked it for a while after and then just said screw it. And now I'm trying to get myself back on the wagon again. So over the past seven days, you've been trying to run on a wagon. It's not that easy. <laughs> I can imagine. It doesn't sound very easy. But so wait, how do they, they force you to like running because of the chanting and stuff? No, just uh, there's a lot of distance running involved. I mean, um, twice, well, twice a year you have your uh, fitness test, which is a three mile run. And uh, yeah, some of your... Some of your runs throughout every week could be a lot longer than that. I, mean, I was I was at the point where ten milers were a breeze, but what after a while you don't you don't you don't do it for a while, and then your body just hates you when you try and start up again. Did you say ten miles? Yeah. Like fucking... like like running. Like running. Holy crap. <laughs> Don't they have like cars? Jeeps? <laughs> Push bikes? Push bikes. Pedal bikes as you say. Oh, you gotta you gotta be able to run. Oh my god. Yeah. And you could do that. No like I wouldn't say no problem, but I mean without a, a lot of stress. Without without dying, yeah. Right. Yeah, I couldn't think of the way to phrase it, but yes, that's a good way to look at it. Without dying. Yeah. Man. I can't even imagine like Going outside. Looking back on those days, yeah. Looking back <laughs> on those days, I just asked myself, what the hell happened? Oh, yeah, I got lazy for almost 10 years. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I, mean I, I can see where if you're doing that kind of thing every day, it, you, you build up all the tolerance and you build up all the muscles and you build up everything you need to be to be able to, be able to do that. I mean, it's all yeah. a process. But just thinking about it from, from Jump Street to try and think from day one until – the end, I mean, I, I can't even imagine the whole process. And a lot of that because of where you're at and what you're doing. I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of it, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you, I mean, you do. Really, but, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody else has got to do it too. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's part of the training. So that's, you've got that extra added incentive that makes it a little easier than when you're at home and you're like, oh, I'm going to go run for a mile. And you're like, yeah, screw it. I don't have to. Exactly. Damn. So I, I'm curious, just since you're talking about the military, first of all, you were in what branch? I was in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Oh, so don't, don't fuck around. All right. Um, <laughs> what, what was the food situation? Like, I've always wondered this, like the reality of the food situation in the military. Um, Honestly, the chow halls are not terrible. Uh, 
lot of people give them shit, but they honestly were not that bad. Now, field rations, MREs, yeah, the, those are just awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. You acquire a taste for them after a while, but they just block you up, too. It's it's not fun. Wait, is that an intentional side effect, or is that just a unintentional side uh, effect? It, it's intentional. I, I, I have to say it's intentional, because in that kind of situation, it makes sense to kind of space that out, I guess. Right. In some cases, I'll, I'll do almost a friggin' week. Oh. That's like me. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't even eat the rations. That was this like, is my body. That was like me when I was on the painkillers for breaking my hip. All the codeine yep. and that. Oh. And then when you do go, oh my God. Agony. Yeah, that's not fun. So, But like the the fresh food, like you go and you sit down and whatever, however they do it, the, the line with the trays and the hair yeah. nuts. It's, it's actually not that bad. Was it better than prison? That was, that was a joke. <laughs> no frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, I mean, but they just talk about, you know, uh, you watch any of the, the movies or the TV shows about it. And that's, you're right. That's something that always kind of gets a, a bad rap. And I always, I was always just wondering. So I figure here you are, you got the government paying for it all. You got people yeah. that are putting their lives on the line. And the last thing you want to do is have them either malnourished or, <laughs> You want to keep morale up to some extent, so even just a moderate meal, I, I would think, would kind of meet that base requirement. But exactly. I mean, like, what what's kind of a standard a standard meal? I assume you've got all your your basic food groups available. Yep. I mean, but like, um, what, what, what was, was one of the what was one of the better like entrees, like the main entree that they served? One of my favorites. Um... There was one chow hall that made a killer uh, beef yakisoba, and that was that was amazing. Um, but yeah, fancy. I, yeah, I mean, well, it's cheap to make, I guess. But uh, after a while living in the area that I ended up being stationed in, I just moved out in town and uh, never really had to deal with it that much. After a while, so it's it's been a good long time. I gotta imagine it's like a big like loud a lot of people or is it they keep it all pretty I mean maybe they keep it pretty contained I guess because of the depends on where you are I mean a a bigger base where everybody is there and going yeah it it can get pretty busy Um, moreover than that though it's mm, the environment's all right. now did you ever actually get stationed I mean not like well you know like did you ever go Anywhere where there was action, or was it all stateside? No, sadly, no. I was. It, it was all stateside. Um, ended up being stationed in the D.C. area on my first go. And uh, while it has this, while it's awesome in that aspect of, oh boy, being stationed in the nation's capital, after a while it's like, you, you kind of want to ship out. Yeah. And that's that's what really disappointed me, and Honestly, if I had gone to a place like Lejeune or Pendleton first, I probably would have stayed in. You mean longer than you did? Yeah. It's always fascinated me. It's not something that I ever, ever had any intention on doing because my dad 
and my grandfather are both military. And so, you know, that never intrigued me for any reason, but the whole, the whole process and everything is, I got a lot of respect for. And so I just, I didn't realize that. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't ever put two and two together, but so would you say overall it was a good experience for you? Yeah. I mean, it's a huge pain in the ass to deal with. Uh, there's a lot of, well, follow the bean station in a headquarters area. There is a lot of bureaucracy that goes around and that's kind of what, what I got away from when I got out. But other than that, everything was great. I mean, everything, everything was provided for me. You knew where you stood and everything. And all in all, it was, it was all right. And that's generally what I hear from most of the people that I know that are either ex-military or in the military currently. Because I have two of my buddies from high school went in and uh, that I'm still friends with that were both Marines. Um, Mm -hmm. And a couple that went after that were the class after me that went there, plus family. And and everybody I've talked to have all said that. You know, you always hear the horror stories and you see all the – you get all the bad crap via the news. But all of them seem to come out of it with a better – just overall experience, even though, like I said, when you're there, it's, it's not easy by any stretch. So yeah. interesting. I did yeah. not see things go in that direction from swimming to the Marines. Aw, <laughs> how'd that happen? Killa? I don't know. That's the way our show works. Hey, yeah. Killa in the, in the, in the, in the, like whatever you guys call it over there, do they have to wear like the hats with the half the brim up to the side? Mm, no. Um, I think they wear it more for <clears throat> uh, just if they're at a, a special occasion sort of thing. But Yeah, that's a dress uniform piece. Yeah, when uh, they're in the field. Oddly no. enough, yeah, oddly enough, uh, being stationed here, we actually did have a lot of foreign military in the area too, so I got to see shit like that, which was another plus to it. But yeah, those little side brim hats, I still don't know what the hell they're called, but those are pretty cool. Yeah, I can't think of it either. I should know it. But, uh, What's the purpose of of putting uh, one high, half up? I forget what it was. There is a story behind it there somewhere, but I can't remember it. I was taught it once when I was at school, but yes, that was a long time ago for me to remember. So, but there is well, a significance so, to it. Yeah, I mean, what I was told and what I'm pretty sure is wrong is that it's helpful for when you sight up a rifle that the brim is not getting in the way of the sights. For some reason, I think part of that might be bullshit, though, just because of how high it sits anyway. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. hmm. What were we going to say, Kel? Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I remember the... Uh, tr- I feel bad that I don't know it. Oh, uh, what? What it's called? Or yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember one of my favorite G.I. Joe characters, and uh, I've been doing a lot with G.I. Joe this week because it's going to be the focus of the pants. But um, And I can't think of his name, and I was trying to look him up here while you were talking. Um, He had a hat kind of like that. Yeah. And it was off cocked up to the side, and I always thought he was cool because of that. It's called a slouch hat. What's that? It's called a slouch hat. Yep, slouch. Also known as a digger hat or an Australian bush hat. And so for dress occasions, you want a slouch? I don't know. It's just... I don't know. 
It's short for something else. That's what I've that's what I've learned on here too, Rob. That it, everything's like abbreviated. Yeah. Yep. So it's probably like called a, a Slaterana Laba Ding Dong or something, and they've shortened it. <laughs> now I just wish I knew what. The, <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. I wish I could think of the name of the the character. That's gonna drive me nuts. Uh. Gonna find it here. Yeah. This is good radio right now. The slouch hat did not originate in Australia. It was created in Nepal. Yep. It was introduced in Australia around 1885. Uh, yeah. I wonder what the point was of it, though. I don't then. know. I'm trying to scroll through Wikipedia as quick as I can, see if I can find the the reason. I'm not sure. I'm, I'd go with what J-Rob said. It was probably was for when you're holding a, you know, your weapon. Especially in the earlier days when you know, weapons weren't as uh, light or as uh, easy to use, I suppose. Well, I don't know. Well, and you, you think about, you think about like the, uh, the French Foreign Legion where they have the little flap in the back because yeah. they got like the mullet hat. And, you know, that makes sense because... It's some protection. Yeah, it keeps the sun off your neck and... It makes sense, but that always, that always, I mean, it looked cool, like, especially with the G.I. Joe figure, for whatever reason, I always thought that was really cool that he had the, and it was always a fascinating little thing, but I never, never knew why, and so here we are talking about the military train of thought, toot toot, I'm on board, that's where it takes me for whatever reason, so, um, but, so, well, speaking of G.I. Joe, since I I brought it up now, and I'm just curious, because I've been asking this a lot, did either of you either A, play with G.I. Joes, and B, if you did, who was your favorite character? Nope. Never had any G.I. Joes. Did, they here. had them over there, right? Neither yeah. of you? They had, nope. them. they had them here, but I just um, never got them. Never got into it. I don't think the cartoon was on TV that much, so I, you know, never caught my eye. Oh. Damn. That sucks. Not you, Jay. Well, you're, how, you're just a little younger, though, so... Was it? Yeah. They were kind of hit and miss there towards the later years. Yeah, they were. And they started wearing a lot of fluorescent clothes, which is, you know, standard military issue. I mean, to wear hot pink and, you know, like magenta <laughs> fatigues when you're a ninja. I mean, that's important. Yeah. The only, like, action figures I had were A-Team, the A-Team. And um, when Mask, you know, the cartoon Mask... Yeah. Them. yeah. You see, they're going to make a movie of that? I posted that. Oh, it was you that posted it. I saw it on Facebook somewhere. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on the one of the Mask Facebook pages. And yeah, 2016, there's a guy that's, uh, they're making a fan film. Because uh, there's a lot of people that are still vehemently like in love with the show. And, you know, I haven't seen it probably since I was 12, 13, maybe. I owned a, a VHS copy of you know one of the early TV releases that they had out that had a couple episodes on it that I used to like, and I had some of the toys. But it would make an interesting transition to a if they did a live action movie. You just have to really be kind of uh, res- updated a little bit. Yeah, and Either still have to set it back in the eighties and still do a respectful job to the people. You know, don't piss off the people that loved it when they were kids because well. I think everyone, everyone that makes a new movie of an old kids show seems to um, piss off the old, you know, whether it's Transformers like or G.I. Joe or Ninja Turtles or 
Well, what about this concept then? I, the, well, going back to what I said just a second ago, I mean, what if you took the the mass concept and set it in the time frame that the cartoon took place? Because you've got a GMC as was one of the trucks. Uh, I can't the Viper the yeah. the, and then you have you know you had the the uh, was it a Camaro? I think it was a Camaro. That was the toy I had. Right, and then you had like uh, it was almost like a, a Thunderbird type. It was a modified chopper of sorts that. Major General, whatever his name was, flew around. Um, but you know everything there was was set for that time period. So what if you set it in that time period, use that technology, <coughs> and kind of maybe slightly tongue in cheek, just like a little bit, because there was some humor in the show, but took it serious at the same time. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It'd be different, something we haven't really seen. Yeah. Well, just as long as it, the person behind it is actually like has you know grew up with it and. It's not someone just making it for the sake of making it to make money, right? You know, if if you know they've they got the loyalty to the show, or, or you know they got the nostalgia for the show, yeah. If that's the writer, you'll probably get it that way. But who knows? You'll get this writer writing it, and then the big studios will go, no, 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 we'll we'll get this other writer in, you know, who's written all these great movies, but we'll get him to write something that he has no interest in. And change the whole script around and ruin the movie. Duh. All of a sudden, Nicolas Cage is in it, no. and uh, things <laughs> just go to hell. Oh, boom! Fucking found it. What? I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. Okay, the slouch hat began with the Victorian mounted rifles of similar design, been worn in South Africa by the Cape mounted rifles during the Boer War. Um, Long story short, it was to the intention of turning the right side up of the hat was to ensure that it would not be caught during, during the drill movement of shoulder arms from order arms. So basically, when you're moving your rifle around in a drill formation, it's so it doesn't hit the rim yep. and knock it off. Yep. Makes That's sense. That's it. Makes sense. And there we go. Oh, I wanted something cooler than that. Yeah. Like, it's at half mass for, like, some of the people that died or, like, it's so that if bears attacked you, it wouldn't knock your hat off. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it makes no. sense. Yeah. Learn something new every day, I guess. Damn it. Well, we yep. actually do learn something Last new. learning tonight. Fuck it. <laughs> every week on this show, we learn something new. Either I do or you do, Joel, or our third co-host does, so. It's like well, we got PBS. that out of the way. Let's move on to the dick jokes section of this. I haven't have I don't have anything prepared yet. I mean, <laughs> I gotta I gotta think hard on this for a minute. Ooh, so, you said hard. There's your dick joke. I I don't want to you know have this be a limp topic. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, mask that was awesome. Anyway, so yeah, I just had to. Yeah, because that, that was one of my favorite toys, like as a kid. Same. Here. Although that Camaro that Matt, whatever his name was, flew would have been dangerous because even though they had seatbelts in it, <laughs> the, the the doors were wide, wide open. open. <laughs> yep. Oh well, his but, ass would have fallen out of that so quick, and did when I was playing with the toy. <laughs> so maybe anyway. had a parachute. He probably had at least one shoot. I mean, I don't know if he needed a pair, but he had at least one. J-Rob, that was a joke. 
I was waiting for him to laugh. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, I need a sounder that goes, Joel joke. <laughs> <laughs> You've been joled. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. I don't have a problem with it either, but it is a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, well, then that that makes me wonder, J-Rob, if you didn't you didn't have, well, Mask would have been too early, probably. You didn't have G.I. Joe, so what was your favorite toys to play with then? My dick. Wow, wow, wow. Not Pretty you. Much. <laughs> Whoa. It's That's fully posable. It's got kung fu grip. <laughs> and it makes you want to always come back for more. No, seriously, what, what, what was like your favorite toy to play with? Or toys, uh, plural. I gotta think back on that one. I don't think okay. I really had a favorite toy. No, yeah, like matchboxes like... were among my favorites. I don't know why, but I always loved those. Matchbox, yeah. Yeah. We had a ton of them as kids, and uh, yeah, I remember when Mum uh, got rid of them all. We had this big box, and it was just full of Matchbox cars. You know. <clears throat> By the time we got old, Mum just combined every Matchbox car, you know, from my brothers to mine, and they all went in one big box, and there was, Jesus Christ, I can't remember how many, but yeah. It was Matchbox cars and Lego for me growing up. Yeah, Did Legos your Match... Awesome. They still are. <laughs> did Matchbox... Did your Matchbox cars have the steering wheels on the wrong side? Yep. <laughs> the wrong Man. side for us. Yes, the wrong side for us. Uh, they're oh, all left hand. So they didn't move them over then? Uh, I think there was an occasional one that might have had the right hand drive, but no. Most of them, were, because they were made in America or made for the American market and yeah. just shipped to us, yeah. So they're all left hand drive cars. Well, how do you open a can of Coke then? Uh, by pulling the tab and going, Psh. Yeah, but isn't the tab on the other side? Yeah, it is. If you turn it around the other way. And, the, and, the, and the, the Coke flows out of it the other way, too, when you pour it. <laughs> right, due to the... Never, I'm not going down that <laughs> rabbit hole again. Um, yeah. Well, we, Matchbox cars, I mean, those are timeless. I mean, for everybody. I mean, I think everybody had a ton of those. And although I'm wondering what your mom did with them. Did she donate them to charity or yeah, did she, like, melt okay. them down for scrap? No, I donated them either to uh, a f- someone, a friend of the family who had kids or... They weren't thrown out. All, all the toys always got um, recycled in the sense of handed off to, you know, right. my cousins when they had kids or, you know. So That's good, though. Yeah. I mean, toys are expensive, man. I mean, we never realized it as a kid as much, but some of that stuff is expensive. Yeah. Bloody yeah. Lego's expensive. Oh, it still is. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah was, they are. But, yeah, that was the same with the Lego, too. It got to the point where all the Lego pieces just got put into one big box and... I don't know where that ended up, but I wish you kept it now because there's a resurgent for Lego. A lot of these old men are playing with Lego, so. Hey. <clears throat> well, I want to play with Lego. I do. I wish I had that. Build all my you, little toys. You can still get them. Yeah, but it's too bloody expensive. I'm not buying brand new Lego. Oh, well, then you're not going to be able to play with them. Nope. J-Rob, for some reason, I imagine you had wrestling figures. I don't know why, but for some reason in my head, I imagine you playing with wrestling figures. I actually did have a couple of those. I had, uh, like- I did have a Macho Man action figure for a while. Oh, yeah. Nice. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Actually, yeah, fuck it. That was one of my favorites. I don't know whatever happened to it, though. It just disappeared one day. Ah. Sounds like somebody walked away with it. They snapped into a Slim Jim. (laughs) I don't know why. I just imagine, like, you, for some reason, I don't know know what the connection was, but it just made sense. So I'm glad I, I guess, sort of right, but... Yeah. I mean, of all the guys to have... Exactly. And one of my favorite pieces of clothing as a kid, I had this He-Man shirt that I wore until it was just like way too fucking tight to nice. wear appropriately in public. <laughs> you know, I uh, at, at Kohl's here, I don't know, they probably have them in all the Kohl's because they're all the same, but they have an awesome Masters of the Universe t-shirt that I, I so want to buy, but every time I go there, they're out of, you know, they have like the small and the medium, but yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not rocking that look. So I keep looking and every time I look I'm like, damn it, cuz I want one. It's so it's just a it's just a simple group shot of everybody, you know, in front of Castle Grayskull, but I mean oh, nice. it's it's it looks like it's straight out of, you know, the mid-80s. I think uh it's even got uh well, Man at Arms, He-Man, Tila, uh Battle Cat, but I can't think of the one guy's name that was the ram like he had like the suit of armor on and he would like jump and fly through the door like his head was a battering ram was that his name battle ram battle i'm not sure i know exactly who you're talking about yeah i swear he's on there um and what's the deal i was i was as i was going through the gi joe thing and now now he man making me think of it too my favorite characters were always a peripheral like the the first like the second hand right hand man like the and all of them seem to have mustaches it makes me really wonder because, like, Junkyard and Mutt from G.I. Joe, uh, Man-at-Arms. I mean, all these guys that had big, bushy mustaches. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was, that, was the, that was the era of the porn stash, too. And the uncles that played Hide the Pennies. I just, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. He was named Ram Man. Ram Man, okay. Ram Man, yeah. In, in Germany, he was Ramstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As he's breaking through the door, he's like, "Do do host. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. But seriously, if you if you go to the next time you're at Kohl's, go look at the guys' t-shirts, and uh, if they have one, you should pick it up. It's like ten bucks, and it's totally worth it. I, I don't. I'm gonna get one someday, but yeah, it's badass. I love it. I gotta check that out. Good times. And I, I've still got all my He-Man fi- old He-Man figures. Uh, Stinkor doesn't have really the smell anymore. Mossman's kind of lost some of his luster. Um, and those damn little rubber bands get crusty inside for the G.I. Joes in them. So if you're not careful, they fall apart real easy. So yeah. not a lot of hours of play left, <laughs> sadly. What about yeah, Fistor? Worst named He-Man character ever. What were you going to say? You have what? Yeah. From my childhood, I have basically zero in terms of my old toys and shit. That's that's kind of funny. (laughs) What, they all got donated? Like, kill us? Yeah. Oh. That sucks. Yeah, it's life. (laughs) Most of that. Most of the stuff I was pretty ADHD about, so I loved it for a few weeks, and then just, yeah, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh well that's a lot of collateral damage then i guess yeah, see my mom my mom if you ever have seen like the show hoarders 
She's not been on an episode yet, but I think at some point she probably will be. <laughs> um, she saved everything. And I kind of picked up her bad habits until I got into college and I realized that I, I couldn't live like that. But um, and so now I'm very I mean, I keep paring down, although now I'm starting to spread out since I've bought a house. But um, she brought up all my old toys and I'm going through the the boxes she has and and she's all like, you know, this was yours, right? And she's like, I think I had these labels all right, labeled right. And I'm going through them. And all of a sudden, there's a box. And the box is really light. I'm like, what's in here? And I open it up, and it's a box full of all the old boxes. <laughs> so not only did she save the toys, she saved the boxes. Jesus, so that's awesome. Here's like the like a Millennium Falcon box. It still has the Dolgen's price tag on it. And there's uh, all the old G.I. Joe and then there's like all the the like stuff that came with it, like the manuals and the you know the advertisements and stuff. And I'm like, holy crap! You know, if, I, I would never would have had the foresight to do that. And she was doing it back, you know, starting in '74 until I left the house in 1993. That just blows my mind. That's badass, so, yeah. I uh, I feel bad that you guys stuff got donated, but you know what? It probably got better use and wasn't yep. stuck in an attic for. 20 years. Yeah, went to a good home. That's exactly. I don't have much left from my childhood. A couple of little things. A couple of my, like my first teddy bear and first couple of little stuffed toys. Your first mustache. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it took me years to grow that. I wasn't getting rid of that. <laughs> Your mom's like, put it in the baby book. You're like, all right, mom. <laughs> He shaved it off and put a little baggie and they well, duct tape. My my mum used to keep all our baby teeth. That's a little creepy. Didn't you have the tooth fairy? Yes, yes. But after I found out the tooth fairy wasn't real. Sorry, children, if I'm giving this away to you. But yeah, um, yeah, I found out she she used to have um, a little matchbox matchbox actual, not the car that you know where you can a literal matchbox, right? Yeah, and she had all her baby teeth in them. She used to keep them in. Uh, the side drawer of a bed. Ironically, I've got those side drawers right now, and I'm sitting next to one. But yeah, yeah, that's where Mum kept all her little uh, family trinkets, sort of thing. She had uh, her father's wallet, who my grandfather who died, which supposedly was supposed to come to me, but Mum wouldn't allow that. I don't know why. I still want that. That's just a, don't worry about me whinging about my family. Yeah, mum, I don't know if she's still got them, but yeah, mum used to keep all those things. So there was three match boxes full of three different people's teeth, teeths, tooths, however you want to say it. But yeah, not all of mine because one fell down the sink one day. I still got the money for it, but... Well, that's good. They didn't cheap out then. No. Well, yeah, whole 20 cents. That's what I used to get for a tooth, 20 cents. And then I think it went to 50 cents in the last couple. Kids these days, what do they get, 10 bucks? Uh, yeah, right. Depends well, on what, I guess, no what way. kid you are. My, not mine. Hell no. I don't know about you, J-Rob, but I, you know, we're looking at a buck at most. Now, the first tooth was different. I think the first tooth was two, yeah. but every tooth after that was a buck. Yeah, we do a buck. Yeah, well, I've heard stories of kids getting freaking 10, 20s. 
Like, bloody hell. <laughs> they probably have their own pool. <laughs> they don't have to yeah. worry about taking their top off. <laughs> yeah. Kids They've got their days. own people to laugh at them. <laughs> what do I pay you for? Laugh at me. Told you. Laugh at me. <laughs> Make fun of my weight. Oh, my non-weight. Yeah. Because I'm skinny. Or, right. Or Killer Wilbur's concave chest. Yeah. Which I can understand. You know, if if you're that small, it, it would be... I don't have a concave a chest. Bit, uh, it's the other way around. The pigeon chest. The center pokes out. Oh. Sorry. Wrong. Wrong. I was thinking yeah. of the wrong thing. You're right. Yeah. Yes, you did say that. It's not as noticeable these days as I've grown into my body. Finally, at 40 years old, right. grew, grew into my body. <laughs> I'm the same way. I finally grew into myself. I'm starting to grow back out, I think. But it was nice six months while it lasted. Yep. You, I don't know you, what that means exactly. But. Well, you hit the, that, the top of the peak and now you're going back down the other side. I'm perfect. For six months. Oh, no. See, but when I was when I had the ability, like I was eighteen and and could have done what J Rob did, and you know ran ten miles. Well, I have asthma, so probably not. But ran ten miles. Okay, let's be realistic. Ran a mile. No, ran a hundred feet and maybe got a little winded and was in shape and everything. And I didn't. And so now, you know, I lost all the weight, kept it off, and uh, for the most part, I fluctuated a little bit here and there, but. Nothing like it was before, and I'm probably healthier and better shape. I grew into myself for sure, but I'm afraid now that I hit 40, everybody's like, that's when shit starts to fall apart, that one of these days I'm going to all of a sudden, but I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do a lot of that kind of stuff that kind of causes it, so I don't know. I'm hoping that maybe I can avoid that. We'll see. Time yeah. will tell. Yeah, well, yeah. time will tell. That's the problem. Time always tells. I fucking hate time. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, time keeps on ticking, ticking, mm. ticking into the future. Yep. Fuck the future. Fuck you. I live in the future. You do live in the future. <laughs> it's true. It's already Sunday afternoon here. Damn it. Yeah. I didn't get nearly enough done before it was Sunday. Yeah, well, not did I, but I, I was having a relaxful Sunday and Saturday. I didn't get out of bed to 12.30 yesterday, just after midday. Uh, yeah, so. That doesn't happen around here. Yeah, well. And I'm sure probably not around J-Rob's house either. No. Yeah, well, I do have children, but they're controllable children. You can just lock the door and they don't come in because they don't know how to open a door. Well, not yet. I don't know. Kids or cats? I think I'm going to go with kids on that one. Yeah. No, I've got great cats. They're very obedient. I mean, you've got pussy control. I mean, that's cool. Yep. I just, they, uh, being highly allergic, you know, it doesn't matter how good they listen. It would be a nightmare. You need to get one. I couldn't. Those bald cats. No. (laughs) What are they called? Those aren't real fucking cats. Those aren't real fucking cats. That's something out of a Godzilla movie. I'm not, no. Yeah. Wasn't. In um, Austin Powers, isn't that no, what you, Doctor Evil had? You, yeah, yeah. No, those those are not real cats. Those are those are demons. What you do is you do the complete opposite. You like in my case, we got a we got a Maine Coon and a Siberian, and um, they're both somewhat considered non 
allergenic just due to the fact that, uh, especially the Maine Coons, they have very low dander count, so it doesn't tick off reactions anywhere near as bad as anything else. Like, you put me in front of a short hair, I'll be sneezing in about 10 minutes. And my cats, I live with them with no issues. Hmm. Joe just doesn't like cats. Well, yeah. it's not that necessarily. It's just... What you got uh, against pussy, bro? <laughs> oh, I, I just, uh, ever since I was a kid, like my, my neighbors that lived next door that I've been talking about a lot lately for whatever reason, they had a cat briefly and, uh, it just didn't, it, it was, uh, it drove me nuts with my allergies whenever I was there and it didn't like me and I had always had dogs, so it didn't like my dogs. And then the only cat I ever really, really, really liked was the cat that was at the record store that I worked at at Val's Halla. And yeah, I like that cat. Even though he made me sneeze and cough and wheeze and all that whenever I worked, he was a cool cat, and I got it. But most cats, I don't know. I just it's too much of an effort for me to put in to uh, to have to deal with it. So it's like meh. Plus, they just don't give a crap. <laughs> Fair enough. I want I want an animal that's like when I get home, it's like hey hey where you where you been you've been gone for like a yeah where were you that's, you know that's what my like cats that. are like. As soon as I come in the door. They're like, hey, where's our food? No, well, my cats are good. They know time. They know six o'clock at night. It's dinner time. And if I forget, they come up, meow, dad, dinner time. Yep. So. Uh, maybe and, I just didn't have a close enough cat experience. Yeah. I'm a, I was more a dog person, but now I've had these cats for a while and been around cats. So yeah, I'm both. I'm by <laughs> animal. You're bipetual. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but so I'm thinking it's about that time. Oh, it's that time. And guess what? We have a sound for this. <gasps> oh. Wait, what's that you say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R. Is for random. And thank you, Justin, for that. We now have a sounder. <laughs> we actually have five, but that's well, the one we like. That was our favorite of the bunch, although they're all they're all have their own little charm to them. But yes, brought to you by Mibelina, we have ours for random. And first question tonight which is worse, the dentist or the DMV? Uh, dentist. Why would that be? Easily. The only way that DMV could be anywhere near as bad is if they could fucking put a needle in your mouth. <laughs> Which is coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in my case, especially, I've always had shit teeth. So uh, I, I'm usually at the dentist way more than any person should be. So I got to say the dentist. Yeah, I haven't had too many dentist experiences. Uh, I did have braces when I was younger, which was an orthodontist. But um, back when I was recovering from a broken hip, I actually snapped my two front teeth and actually had to get um, replacements put in those uh, well, plastic teeth, I call them. But yeah, it wasn't a fun experience. But then, yeah, going to the uh, DMV, which we don't call it that here, it's uh, 
used to be called the Roads and Traffic Authority. It's called something else now. New South Wales Services, I don't know. But yeah, I'd still have to say dentist. At least you get no needles stuck in you. Yeah. You just get a dick in your ass, that's all. Um, Pretty much. I, <laughs> I I don't yeah I don't really have a a big thing against the DMV although I try to time it so that I'm either there like on a a Thursday first thing when they open and try and pick it later in the month like towards the last like third week of the month so that you know you're with the least amount of people instead of the first of the month on a Monday at the eight a.m. because you tend to have a lower count of people there so it's a little easier going and I try to go to the DMV is where you know, less people go to and it's maybe more out of the way or whatever. But the dentist, me and the dentist, we've never gotten along. I have, I have crap teeth too, just, just like you. And, uh, thank you mom for that one. But, um, uh, when I was growing Same up, my, thing here. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, she had a dentist. I don't know where she found this guy, whether she got him out of like the back of one of the free local papers or something, but he was this older guy and he hated kids. He hated kids. And he was probably in his seventies, sixties or seventies. And if you've ever seen uh, little shop of horrors, take the Steve Martin character from little shop of horrors, the, the remake of the Jack Nicholson classic, take that guy, make him older and make him more sadistic and less kind of funny. And that was Jesus. my dentist. That's he, I, I hated going. And of course, as a kid, you don't have a choice. You got to go. And so it got to the point where the way he did his needles to use Novocaine and the way he treated me when it was working on me, I eventually was like, screw this. I'm not taking this shit anymore. I just told him, fuck it, do it without the Novocaine because I wanted to get in and get out. No, no, no joke. You can ask my mom. I'll have her on the show and she'll tell the stories. But I told him no. And I, I he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I just let's get this done. And so I had it without Novocaine several times. And let me tell you, that's one of the worst pains on the planet. Um, yep. But this guy was such a giant douchebag. And I didn't know that there was another option until my mom finally found another dentist that was probably in his early 20s, right out of dental school. Nicest guy on the planet. But I, at, a, you'd, at that point, you already kind of had lost whatever. You know, it's like when you train a dog or you get a dog for the first time and they're a puppy, you know, you get that ingrained in them that, this this is that way, and it's hard to kind of change that impression. So for me, yeah. I still don't like going to the dentist. And at one point in my life, and I w- got my first real job when I was uh, living on my own and everything, uh, I went to the dentist to get out to say, okay, what do I need to do to get fixed? And he's like, okay, we got all this stuff to get you back to where you should be as at this point in your life. So I was going every week for a year. I went once a week every week for an entire year before I was like, Jeez. I can't do this anymore. So... Me and the dentist, we don't get along. So Dennis definitely wins over the DMV. So yeah. that was a long Most story. Definitely. Most DMV shows online nowadays. I love it. That's nice. We don't have that yet. I want that. I did the registration for my car not too long ago. Just, hey, renewal, do it online. You can actually do it a few months out, save a couple of bucks, mails right to you, no problem. Hell Yes. And those people can be as surly as they want, and it doesn't matter. Um, yep. well, I've also always had good pictures on my on my ID, so I, I got no complaints. Um, all right, next question, and let's see. what are, How are we doing on time anyway? We got maybe – this might be the only one. I don't know. 
Um, let's say first thing in the morning, you get up, you go to take a shower. What's the first thing you wash? My head. Balls. Wash the hair. <laughs> Always. Uh, hair comes first. Before anything else? Yep. Always. Yeah, well, because I've got hair. I can wash it. He's trying to make us feel bad, J-Rob. <laughs> yeah, he is. Definitely. You start, from the, you start from the top and work your way down. <laughs> Weren't you taught, went taught right? Haven't you seen that Seinfeld episode where Jerry teaches um, Kramer how to shower? Yes, it but... It tells him to start with the top and you work your way down. I mean, it's logistically, yes. I mean, it's just like when I was in a May school, I mean, they taught you how to wash so that, you know, you didn't muck everything up after you just got it clean with... Uh, anyway, but yeah, so it makes sense logistically, but yeah. So... Okay, so you're ahead first. J-Rob, you said you start at the bottom and work your way No, you work through these balls. I, I thought we might, well, what do we play with first in the shower? No. Oh. Wash, I always start at the chest. Okay. And then work your way around from there. Yeah. yeah. Start mm-hmm. at center mass and then go whatever, which way. Usually clockwise. Up the left, <laughs> around the head, and then down. I don't know how I put that much thought into it, but... I get what you're saying. See, and I, I never, uh, yeah, I never started with my hair because I always figured, especially if you get back under there, I, I wanted all that, all that clean to be the last thing like that I did. So, and and now that I don't have hair anymore, sorry, I put my hand in front of my face. Um, I, yeah, I do the same thing. I'll start somewhere in the middle to lower half and work my way up, and then the hair is usually the last thing. And if I don't have hair anymore, but the ritual's still there, you know, to wash my head last and to uh, to spray my face because that's the way I wake up in the morning. I, I'm I'm shit until I get water on my face. Uh, so interesting. Yeah, but the other thing, if you wash your hair first and then don't put it under the water again, there's less water in your hair. So when you get it dry, you're not soaking a towel full of you know water out of your hair, and then you've got a half decent dry towel to wipe down your body. My theory. Anyway. We don't have to worry about that. Although our beards retain yeah, exactly. some water. That's a good theory when you have hair. Because mm-hmm. that's a, a, a... old guys squeegee that shit. You're done. Well, you've got a pretty. I mean, your beard is nice and full, though. I mean, that gets pretty wet, right? Yeah. But the coarser take... hair tends to hold less of it. Well, that's true. Yeah. See, and I always have mine so short that it doesn't it doesn't affect anything in that way, but. Yeah. What was it? Oh, what was I? I was going to ask a question about something that followed the the logical train of thought there. Oh, it's a bald head. So, I've had people ask me this before, and and I always I always tell them no because I don't. But do you ever do you put anything on there? Not like after you shave or out of the shower, but do you ever put anything on the lotion or anything on your head at all? Any sort of anything? When I have it, cocoa butter is awesome. Like when? Like right out of the shower? Uh, no, I'll, usually if I shave, it'll be after the shower, um, just because it's already wet and the, it's e- easier to easier to shave. But yeah, after a shower or after a shave, once usually after I dry my head, a little bit of cocoa butter. <laughs> Don't stand in the hot sun. Sounds he tasty. sounds delicious, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
That yeah, I have aftershave for after I you know after I get out. I've got the uh, Nivea shave balm or whatever that I'll put on, and I, I smell delicious for a little while. But yeah, that that's it. Yeah, I it, it, sometimes I don't notice it though. Like I'll go look in the mirror and at work or something where the lighting is crazy good and there's giant mirrors everywhere because that's the way we roll. And I'll notice that it's a little dry up there and. It's like, damn it, you know, but then you put something on there like lotion or whatever. And it just, I don't know. I feel weird about that. You glisten. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's already bad enough. I don't, I don't want to add to it, <laughs> but yeah. So what do you think, Killa? Is that good? Yeah. You sound good. Alrighty. So if you would like to contact us, you can email us at coffinjocast at gmail.com. Also, you can call a voicemail in, and you can do that by ringing this number, 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. Tell us about your balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, snap into a Slim Jim. You know who we got on next week? Who do we have? We have another returning uh, co-host who has uh, got some exciting news to tell us. Mr. Hamish Batten is going to be back on oh, all the excellent. way from Australia. Australia. Australia, mate. Yeah, the side of Australia, but... Down the bottom from Australia. He's down in Melbourne, isn't he? He's Yeah, he's on the other big the big, big city. I can't see yeah, it. Yeah, big city. It's not the big state, but it's one of the smaller states. Only one smaller, but and that's Tasmania. Our, f- our favorite busker from Down Under will be back on joining us for an episode. Yeah, so. Excellent. Good to get some more Aussies on here. <laughs> hey! And people will know it's what the good to Sydney... get some Americans on here like J Rob. Yeah, well, it's good to get people to know what the Sydney Harbour Bridge is. J Rob knows what it is. No, I don't. <laughs> you kidding Damn. me? No. Do you not know what the I'm Sydney kidding, Harbour Bridge? Do you know what the Sydney Harbour Bridge is? I feel really good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. I so. legitimately got excited for a second. I'm like, yes, I'm vindicated. <laughs> Damn it. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, what are you going to say, Killer? Who's who's taking us out tonight musically? Uh, a Western Australian band. Yeah, Western Australia's on the west side of Australia, if you don't that makes understand. makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's what it's called, Western Australia. Uh, Jebediah. Uh, and the song's called Military Strongman. So, oh, like J-Rob. Uh-huh. Where are you getting where Woo-hoo. I'm coming from? So, good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us, J-Rob. Good, good, good to be here. Yeah. And here comes the song when YouTube wants to Night.
I'm a dirty, dirty boy. Wow, wow, wow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.